Hey, my name is Philip Craig. I'm the pastor here at Aria Church. Thanks so much for joining us. I hope this podcast empowers you, hope it fuels your faith, and hope it impacts your life. Enjoy the message. Today we have Billy up, we have Anna up, we have William. We're pulling people off the soundboard and the lights and everything today. Um, We have Ian up and we have, um, last but not least, but Sam up. So it's going to be a fantastic time. I'm just going to pray for them right now. And then we're going to invite Billy up straight after that. God, God, I just pray and thank you for your church. We thank you that your church is made up of many different people with many different stories. And God, we come together to, to see heaven reach earth. And God, we thank you for the power of story and sharing from our heart. We pray you bless each one that comes up here. God, we're not expecting perfection. We just want to see their heart. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, Amen. Amen. So come on, let's put our hands together for all of them. And Billy. Good morning, everyone. It's a privilege to share with you what God is doing. One of the greatest days of my life was when Jesus set me free from my many addictions and he gave me a life of freedom. God took me from my brokenness into his perfect love. When I told my mom, she was very happy. But she gave me some good advice. She said, son, it's not how you start the race, it's how you finish. Looking back on life, I have been in the wilderness for about 40 years. I didn't really know the truth. I had no relationship with God. I was led to believe that the devil had so much power, and if you live all out for God, all out for Jesus, he would make your life so terrible, so miserable. You see, he has no power. I believe the lies. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Please, 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 don't do what I have done. I have been a fake most of my life. Pretending to be happy when deep down I was living in turmoil. I have cried a lot over the last few days. You see, I had no power in my life. There has to be more than this. Could you be thinking that way as well? You see, I needed to be vulnerable before God. We all do. Please 
Don't allow circumstances to dictate your lifestyle. God says he can use the wilderness experience to bring glory to his name. My time has come. I stayed too long in my cocoon before becoming a butterfly. I am emerging. A little flutter become, can, can do so much. A ripple on the lake can affect a wide area. Lord, let me flutter. Let me ripple. Let me dream wild dreams with you. My time has come. At 79, it's never too late to say yes to God. I have experienced death through cancer. I watched my wife die in a matter of months. We have a command from God. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons. God wouldn't ask his children to do this if he didn't give them the power to do it. I have the solution now. I can't stop this. I now have a relationship with my heavenly father, King Jesus and the Holy Spirit. You see, he is not only my father, he is my daddy. I am God's boy. He loves me so much. The Holy Spirit is such an inspiration to me. He has so many gifts and benefits he wants to give to me. All power has been given unto me in heaven and in earth. He says, go and make disciples. That is what God is asking me to do. By us all walking together, working together, we can do so much. My heart must be open to him so that I can become more like Jesus. Lord, I give you my heart. I give you my soul. I live for you alone. Every breath that I take, every moment I'm awake, Lord, have your way in me. Have your way in me, Lord. Have your way in me. Wow, that was great, Billy. Thank you. So guys, um, the verse I have for you today is from Luke 15, verse 4. If a man has a hundred sheep and one of them gets lost, what will he do? Won't he leave the 99 others in the wilderness and go to search for the one that is lost until he finds it? So when Phil asked me to share with you today and I started to pray and spend time with the word, this is the verse that stood out to me the most. And it's maybe because 
This month, three years ago, I invited Jesus into my life. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> and it just got me thinking how my life has changed in just three years, guys. And if I'm honest with you, if somebody told me 10 years ago that I would be married to a pastor, <laughs> and I would be involved in a non-denominational church, I would laugh at you and tell you you are crazy. No chance. But I was the lost sheep, and I was the one wandering in the wilderness, and I was clueless, lonely, and unhappy and empty. And God did go after me and showed up in a time of my life I needed him the most, when I was broken and lonely and bitter. But God also needed my yes so I did say my yes, but the yes was very insecure and full of doubts and full of fear. And I did have some struggles at the start of my journey. And here's them, a few of them I want to share with you. At the start, some people rebuked me, re rejected me, and laughed at me. They thought that I was crazy. Some people didn't believe that my change was genuine because they knew who I was and they knew my lifestyle I used to live. And it hurt me because it came from people that were dear to me for a long time in my life. But then I realized those people no longer belonged in my life, that some of them had to go because they were not good for me. All I could do was just to pray for them. But thankfully, I am here with the most amazing friends I could ask for, the friends that are for me in the good and the bad times. And you guys definitely know who you are. Um, so my question for all of you today is, who is your support system? Who are the people in your life that are cheering you on, no matter what season of life you are in? And if your answer is no one, I want to encourage you to start building that support system. It takes a lot of effort, time, and vulnerability to build friendship, but we are not meant to live our life alone. We need people, especially when the difficult times come, and I can assure you they will. Another struggle I had was my insecurities. The enemy knew he could no longer steal my salvation, so he tried to deactivate me so I would make no impact on others' lives. So it was and still is a constant battle of not feeling good enough. Maybe not having the perfect upbringing, my past would come back and haunt me, and the lifestyle I used to live brings a lot of um, fear and brings a lot of, sorry, it brings a lot of insecurities and brings a lot of shame. And also the questions like, how can I stand here in front of you, sharing with you, since I can't even pronounce some of the English words correctly? Or how can I be a pastor's wife since I'm not good enough? But these are all lies that enemy is putting in my head to try to stop me from making an impact. And I can promise you saying yes to God and being available to serve in any way you could serve is the most fulfilling thing that can, can be. So my question for you today is, what is the enemy trying to hold you back from? And lastly, please remember, God leaves the 99 to find the lost one. And it is never too late to let him find you. He does care for you.
All right, so anyone does know me, I'm usually hiding out the back there. Uh, so Phil's on the sound there on an iPad today, so he could cut me off on any second, hopefully it goes well. Um, so just zooming straight into scripture here, uh, John 16, verse 20 says, Very truly I tell you, you will weep and mourn while the world rejoices. You will grieve, but your grief will turn to joy. Um, right here we have Jesus, uh, before he's arrested, uh, he's going to be sentenced to be crucified. Um, he's trying to explain to, to the disciples in the scripture, like, I'm going to go for a while, and after a while I'm going to come back, I'm going to be with the Father. Um, for me, obviously it's Father's Day, and I don't know what father, the word Father means to anybody in here, but for me... Uh, it can bring back a lot of pain and turmoil because when I was three, my father passed away. Um, so growing up was a challenge without a, a father figure in my life. Um, every Father's Day, I remember myself just hiding away. Um, didn't want to see anyone to celebrate because that just reminded me of what I was missing. Um, remember in school, like doing arts and crafts stuff, making Father's Day cards, and you had a new teacher every year, and they just said, you want to make something for your dad? And it was always awkward, awkward conversation. Like, And you felt nearly bad where you had to explain to someone every time. Um, you know, like, I can relate that to this scripture because someone else having joy really brought, brought me grief. Um, so... But then I noticed in the end of the scripture it says, your grief will turn to joy. Um, like, it's nearly as if your pain, what you're going through, will some stage will bring you joy. Um, God will use it. Our pain has the potential to do the exact opposite of what pain is. Uh, through the power of the cross, I even Googled, like, what is the opposite of grief? And it says it's joy, so that's just it clarified. Um, <laughs> Yeah, most of my life I've been searching for love in all the wrong places. Um, there are a lot of counterfeits out there that the world has to offer. Um, and at that time of me going through pain, uh, I wrote a lot of negative music, um, stuff that was just wasn't so positive. And, but through that time of writing music, I had to learn how to make it. I had to learn how to mix it and do all the technical stuff. And, you know, fast forward six years, um, I came here to RA Church, and you know there was a, a I had an interesting sound, a laugh, fellow, and all them skills that I learned in a negative time of my life. God is using now today in this church. Um, so not because of anything that I have done, but just because it says my pain will turn to joy. Um, I just want to encourage anybody that can relate to this or listening that. You know, a baby, you watch a baby, like one minute you could be laughing, one minute you could be crying. You know, there's, there's joy at the other side of your pain. Pain is temporary. There's potential in everyone's pain. For those of you that don't know me, I'm Ian, and it's my absolute pleasure to serve on the Ashes team. 
It's been a while since I've been on a stage in front of so many people. The first time was at infant school as a shepherd in the school nativity play. A pillowcase on my head and green leggings. And I'm glad Phil hasn't got the photos. My last time on stage in front of so many people was about 20 years ago, performing Elvis Presley in karaoke. It was my party piece. I didn't mean Elvis. The collar came up, the hair came up, we had all the moves. <laughs> it's much harder to come up here and be yourself. Yes. But enough about me and the king of rock and roll, we're here today for the king of kings, yeah? And I want to tell you guys how prayers are answered in R8. Last week, I shared ESPN with the ushers group, and my prayer was simply to be given the opportunity to spiritually raise up one person this week. Whatever word the Lord put on my heart was enough for Pastor Phil to invite me to share the same story with all of you guys today. Truly, my prayer was answered with each and every one of you because you're all opportunities to be raised up. My story was of waking up last Saturday and scrolling through the news on my phone. It was the usual, COVID, political turmoil, doom and gloom, and who needs more of that, right? We've got enough of that. <laughs> then one story caught my eye, a story of, a, of an American sea diver who was swallowed by a whale before being spat out about 30 seconds later. It was something different, novel, a break from the norm. It made me smile. Later, the day, later in the same day, the same story was on the radio, and it was described as a biblical story. Straight away, I reframed my perception of my novel story. The radio was right. It had many echoes of the story of Jonah and the big fish. I took my Bible and read how Jonah had repented for three days and three nights in the stomach of a big fish before being literally vomited from the big fish's stomach. I reflected on how a living thing will digest and process almost anything unless it is a threat to that living thing in which case that living thing will vomit it out. Repentant Jonah was so full of God's grace and mercy that like a threat, the big fish vomited him out. God's grace and mercy broke Jonah's chains and set him free. God had a plan for Jonah. It wasn't his time to die. So here is a J for Jonah, reframed. Later in the day, like millions across the world, I watched an international class football player essentially drop dead before being revived by medical professions and by millions of people praying, many for the first time. Another modern day biblical story. It wasn't Christi Christian Erickson's time to die. It wasn't God's will. So here is an E for Erickson's story, reframed. 
Jonah's story took place about 2,700 years ago and the miracles of Jesus 2,000 years ago. But will we still be talking about Christian Erickson in 2,000 years' time or the American sea diver in 2,700 years' time? Or will we still be talking about the scriptures? So here is an S for scriptures, and I have to acknowledge the scriptures are the weakest part of my faith. I really should read them all. The last letters I have for you today are U and S. Us. In Jesus' heart, we are all amazing. And with us, With us, Jesus is complete. Jesus needs us to raise ourselves and each other. And when we raise ourselves, we also raise Jesus. So please, Lord, give us all opportunities to raise ourselves and each other's. Because when we do, Lord, we raise you. Good morning, everyone. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Sam. I serve on the production team at the back there, operating all these fancy lights and other gizmos that you see behind me. Um, so I'm going to share a bit of, of an ESPN that I shared a long time ago, and it then turned into pre-service, which has now turned into five for five. <laughs> so apparently it was good. Um, so it all started uh, during the pandemic in one single moment. So does anybody have one of those moments where just a random thought pops into your head out of nowhere, like just completely random? Yeah, I had one of those. And my thought was people have been wearing masks before the pandemic had begun. And it kind of confused me. I didn't know what it meant until I started reading a specific verse. Um, and it talked about how we can't hide anything from God. You know, God sees everything we try to hide, all of the bad, but he looks past that mud and he sees the treasure within. Um, and it made me realize that we all wear masks, right? We're all guilty of it, in, albeit for different reasons we wear them. Some of us wear these masks to hide our pain, you know? What's the first thing, what's the first thing that people ask you when you see them? Like when you interact with someone, they ask you how you are, how are things? Um, and our first response is that you're, you're just going to say you're okay, right? But maybe you're not okay. You know, it's so much easier to tell someone you're okay than you're not okay. It's more comfortable that way. Um, or maybe you wear a mask to, to hide the real you, yeah? Maybe you're afraid of people seeing who you really are. Um, that's, I want to raise my hand and say I'm guilty of wearing masks. We're all guilty, right? Um, I wouldn't wear masks for a very, very long time. I went through... A lot when I was younger that made me feel like I couldn't be me, that I didn't want to be me. So whenever I wanted to get along with someone, I was never me. Um, I was always able to tell what kind of person would be the ideal friend or companion to that person, and then I became that person. I changed my personality, the way I walked, the way I talked, everything and anything I could change to not be me. Um, and it became really, really easy just to do that. I did it a lot over the time. I meet a new person, another mask, another person, another mask, and it just went on and on and on over time. 
And it just became so easy to manipulate people into liking me. And at the time, I didn't realize the psychological damage I was dealing to myself. Um, I started to forget who I really was. I started to lose myself in these masks. I started to forget what was real and what was fake. I guarantee you, when I first came here, I did the exact same thing. When people came to talk to me, I put on another mask and another and another. But then, as I came here more often, I felt these masks kind of fall away, like I didn't need them anymore. The more I interacted with people, the better I felt. Through Growth Track, um, I rediscovered myself. So I did. Um, I found parts of me that I didn't hate. Um, and all of a sudden, I just felt like I could be me again. And the real me wasn't worthless. It wasn't useless. Um, so now I'm completely mask-free. What you see is what you get. <laughs> and I want to encourage everybody here to do the exact same thing, to take off those masks. If I can do it, you can do it. I came, let me tell you something, I came here a complete introvert, unable to look at someone, let alone hold a conversation for more than 10 seconds. And now here I am on the stage four years later, pouring my heart out. <laughs> now, maybe you're sitting here today and things aren't going well, you know, you're hiding your pain. I want to encourage you to reach out to someone because going through something alone, it doesn't help. You're better off talking to someone about your problems. It just... Whenever I gathered up the strength to talk to someone about my problems, I felt like a huge weight had been lifted off my shoulders, believe me. You know, maybe you're sitting here today and you're still afraid, you're afraid of people seeing who you really are because you don't want to get hurt again. I want to encourage you to take off that mask because you don't have to hide who you are. The Bible says that we're made in God's image, um, that we're handcrafted from clay, that we're all unique, so we don't have to hide who we are. Um, and maybe you're sitting here today and you're fighting that exact same feeling of worthlessness I've been fighting my entire life. And I want to tell you a little secret, right? It's rubbish. <laughs> it's an absolute lie that is designed to hold you down, like weigh you down like an anchor. It's designed to stop you from moving forward in life. Um, it took me way too long to figure that out. And I want to encourage you to just take off these masks. You don't have to hide who you are. You don't have to be afraid anymore. I don't want anybody leaving this building at all without feeling you're, like, I don't want anybody leaving this entire building or this live stream feeling like you're worthless, like you're nothing. You know, we're made in God's image, and as far as I'm aware, God doesn't make mistakes, so don't feel like you are one. Thank you. Now you know why we do five for five. We'll put our hands together for the five people that shared. Thank you. So I'll just recap a few of my notes in case you're wondering why I was on my phone. So we had Billy there. Man, I think he said like 40 years. 40 years he felt that he just hadn't found true satisfaction. But when he surrendered to the tr his life truly to the Lordship and the love of God, he came alive and he's finishing strong. It's when he's getting started, right, Billy? Then with Anna, the enemy tried to deactivate, he couldn't, st the enemy knew he couldn't steal my salvation, so he tried to deactivate me through insecurity. How often do we fall for that lie? That was amazing. William, he turns our grief into joy. 
every bit of pain you have suffered, why me, God? Well, well somehow, someway, God uses what the enemy meant to destroy us and designs it some way to turn it around for our good and for the good of those around us. And then we had Ian spoke about basically a real life story of jo- Jonah. And, and the point that kind of stood out for me there was how God's mercy breaks the curse. His grace is so good that the enemy can't stop it. If we can just align with God's grace, then there's no weapon formed against us can, can shift us, can move us, can stop us. That's so powerful. Not even a whale. And Sam, it's time to take our masks off. How, how cool was that? That the growth track, there's, there's a part of the growth, the, the whole essence of our growth track is to discover purpose. And the interesting thing I find with Sam, which was confusing at, at the first, sometimes things are confusing in the right way. When Sam came to the growth track, he came out and I looked at his papers because you do a personality test. And I t- as Sam said, he came in an introvert but it wasn't who he truly was. It was, a, it was a mask. It wasn't the way God had wired him as a person. It was a safety mechanism to keep him protected. And as he was honest, he was honest in his test for personality. His personality test came back as an extrovert. So I'm scratching my head thinking, I know Sam, he's been in my group. He doesn't say very much. He's, he's, he's kind of hiding a little bit. I naturally would have thought from from the, from the outset that he but the truth rung true he believed the truth from his inner core his inner voice the truth had it's as if the truth just got a little bit of light in his life and his soul and as he kept showing up as he kept showing up it started to grow like a seed to the point of where he is now <laughs> sure in truth helping us to break free helping us to lay down the masks, helping us to find security in Christ and purpose in Him and trusting God's Word over our own and what the culture has lied to us. Amen? Amen. So we're going to stand and we're going to worship. We're going to worship God, the God whose image we are built in, created in. And there's maybe some people in here, and, and just before we go into worship, you need to make a decision to say, I need to surrender my life. I've been, you've been going through the motions of church like Billy, potentially, for so many years, and it's time to say, no, I'm, I'm going to join Billy. Or maybe some of you in here, you, you've been haunted by your past, and you think you're not worthy. It's a lie. The worthiness comes from Jesus on the cross, the grace that breaks the curse. It's not about us not about how good we can be or have been. We actually, the, the enemy steals from us through that belief. Steals the joy. Steals our purpose. Keeps the pain, holds the pain in our heart until we surrender to Christ. The free gift of salvation. Come on, let's take our masks off right now. This is a safe place. And then maybe you're here and you need to make a decision to surrender, maybe just an area of your life right this moment, today. Mask off now in Jesus' name. Or maybe you need to make a decision to follow Christ with your heart, not just come to church, not just be in a team, not just serve, not just do all the Christian-y stuff, to literally surrender.
to the Lordship. Holy Spirit, come convict us of our sin that we may repent the most positive thing we can do and lay it down at the cross and receive your grace that breaks the curse. Every head bowed and eye closed. Let's say this prayer. Some of you are going to say this for the first time and mean it. You maybe said it through, through ritual, but you never meant it. You're going to say it and you mean it this time. Let's say this prayer, church, together and help those along. God, I thank you for Jesus Christ who died and he rose again and he broke the curse. God, I take my mask off. I surrender my sin. I receive your grace and I receive new life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you said that and meant it with your heart, believed it, and today is your day, go ahead and raise your hand. I'd love to pray for you in this moment online. Let somebody know. Amen. If you've made that decision, we'd love to give you a starter pack with a Bible, with some notes, just to get you started on your journey. And even come to Growth Track this week. And let's get into that same growth track that Sam went to. And let's see God bring purpose back into your life. Let's see God bring his grace into your life and take the masks off. Let's see him do great things. Amen. Hope you enjoyed the podcast today. I hope it encouraged you. There's a few things I'd love you to do. I'd love you to subscribe to our YouTube, iTunes, or Spotify account. This is so you can keep up with our most recent material and messages. If this ministry has impacted your life, and you'd love to help us reach others, you can do that right now by going to ariachurch.org and giving now. Cannot wait to see you next week on the Ariat Church podcast.